We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Gyramangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past, present and emerging. Hey, besties. You know what I don't have time for? Oh, my God, I love this podcast so much, you guys. Hi, Jen and Rance. My name is Hi, Jen and Rance. I don't have time for this week. Imposter syndrome. Toddler, support. What? I love it. What do I do with that? Thank you. Hello and welcome to Bestie Hotline. Bring, bring. It's Friday. I'm on a plane. <laughs> What's your name? My name's Kate. Hi, Kate. Oh, I'm Gemma. Fuck. We sorry. are sorry. your co-host of Bestie Hotline. Revs always forgets to you introduce just hate us. Me when I, like it's just every week. It's, it's not every cute. week. It's not cute. It's not cute. But I think it's important to be inclusive yep. of any newbies who chance upon our podcast. Anyway, mm. I'm Gemma Peanut, and this is Kate Revs from Hi. the Gram. Hi. We're happy to be here because it's Friday. It's Friday, and I'm on a plane. You are on a plane when this episode drops. Off to Tazzy. Off to Tazzy. She's gonna get sexy. Very exciting. Very jealous. I'm going to eat like a dozen cold climate oysters in your honour tonight. Yes, I'm so jelly. Enjoy. But I'm excited for you. Me too. I'm sure right now as we speak I'm aggressively gramming. Okay, question. (laughs) Yes. Tell me you're not in Shark Week. Well, it's wrapping up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, better wrap up in time. It better. Yeah, yeah get need, it done. You need to get You know some. I'm in Shark Week. <laughs> I know you're in Shark Week, <laughs> but I'm like, <laughs> there's nothing worse than the Shark Week falling on <sighs> significant milestone moments, e.g. your wedding. That's oh, the worst. That's got to be the worst. Chemically I, handle that, you know? I would go on the pill to ensure I, I would didn't. Not. I would. I would not because I will never go on the pill again. Samesies. So I would even have my period on my wedding day to not go on the pill again. Nah, nah. I just don't. Uh, period on your wedding day is the worst. What if it's Gates of Hell Day, the heaviest day of the week? Just You're wearing it. white like it's a disastrous combination. Yeah, just handle it somehow. I don't know. I'm not. I'm never going on the pill again. I don't want to be a crazy, angry, sexless bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is no. that what happens to you when you're on the pill? Yes. You're crazy, angry and sexless? Yeah. Cry all the time. Okay. No libido. Never go on the pill. No, it's bad. I didn't even realize that's what it was doing to me when I was on it for so many years. It was only when I stopped being on it that I was like, oh, this feels a little level. (laughs) How good's a natural bleed, folks? Okay. (laughs) It's not about the bleed. It's about the general state of my mind. The balance of hormones. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. But, yeah, it is fun to be able to skip a period. That's good. Shall we see if we've got a hormonal <laughs> DL sliding in this That's week? Right. It's Bestie Hotline. I love Bestie Hotline. All Come right. on, DLs. Hit us with your dilemmas and Revs and I will attempt, no guarantee, though, to turn it <laughs> into dilemmonade. Make cause death. Hey, Besties. Happy Friday. Do you know what I don't have time for? I don't have time for bitches at work Ooh. who continually belittle other people who have kids. Uh, what I mean by that is these passing comments from single people in their 40s and even in their 30s sometimes who haven't settled down, and that's great, good for them, no judgment, <laughs> but feeling the need to say to people who do have kids like me, oh, I just don't know how you have kids, or I'm so glad that I don't have kids. I don't understand why people need to feel the need to comment on that. You don't see me walking around saying, oh, I'm so glad I'm not single and lonely, Ooh. you know? So I don't have time for it. Let's stop passing judgment on other people's life decisions and just get over it. Not cool. Oh, my God, I love this DL. First of all, her saying, 
no judgment, but glad I'm not walking around feeling single and lonely. Yeah, <laughs> Brutal. I mean, babe, we love you and I get it. You've been activated by these comments, but, you know, if we're going to say no judgment, we don't judge anyone and any of their choices or state. Like, no, no, no. I judge people who judge people with kids. <laughs> okay. I judge right. them. We'll start there then. Mm. We'll start there. Yeah, this is not cool. Working parents already bring with them to the workday a slew of guilt of being pulled in 17 directions of trying to focus and get on with what they need to do there so they can go and do their other job which is their home life Mm -hmm. um they don't need we don't need snarky sly to the side comments about how hard it is in a judgy way we don't need it we really don't need it and nothing can like tripwire trigger you like those kind of comments at work. 100p. And, you know, we are preaching to the choir here because yeah. the majority of our listeners are dear, dear DLs, are parents. Yeah. But we do have some who aren't. Yeah. And I just want to paint a little picture for those who aren't parents. You know your colleagues at work who have kids? Mm. They've had a whole day yep. within the first three hours of the morning. Before the 9am Zoom, yep. they've lived a whole fucking day. Yep. They've had their morning tea. Yep. <laughs> They've had their lunch. They get to their 9am Zoom and they're like, isn't it home time? Yeah. Like it's a tough slog yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Many, many battles have been fought. Like break- Like first of all, they're probably up at 5.30, quarter to six. Chances are. They've probably done two breakfasts for their kids. The first one the kids didn't eat. They've Probably both of them they didn't eat. They've cleaned that up. They've cleaned the kitchen. They've got everyone in undies, socks, uniforms, daycare clothes, whatever. There's probably been fights about that. They've wrestled and wrangled hairstyles. Oh, yeah. They've packed lunches. They've made sure the right library book or excursion letter or project is in the bag. They've done some homework. Let's not forget about shoes. Why is Why? this such a problem? I don't know. I have an argument with my kids nearly every day. Yeah. Rafa is four and a half. She is more than capable of putting her shoes on and yes. yet goes, mummy do it. <laughs> and just sort of points her foot in my direction. I'm yeah. like, bitch, you're four and a half. You yeah, know how to do this shit. Bitch, it's because you do it for her. I try not to, but yeah. But it's like we're on a time crunch. Exactly. I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck, it's easier just to do it for you're you. You're going to make that 9 a.m. Zoom. you got to put those fucking shoes on. So, Revzi, have you experienced this in a workplace? Yes, I have. And I think every working parent has because, mm. unfortunately, as much – so I try really hard where possible to keep discussion about being a parent out of the work day because – you know, it makes you look fallible. Mm. It It's like an excuse. I hate excuses yeah. at work. I never, I just hate when people are like all these excuses why they can't do their job. Do you I feel like it. a ball dropper all the time? All Because I time. feel like that in life in general, but I've, I surround myself with women who are mums in yes. the workplace. Yes. So we all get each well, other. Well, this is the thing. So there is always other parents at work that you can kind of cling to mm-hmm. and that's who you talk to about it, right? Like if you need to say something or you just want to vent for a second, like there's always someone else that gets it. But as a general rule, I try and keep that out of my work day. Of course it comes in because I might be on a Zoom, but I have a sick kid at home who's spewing, you know, mm. or I might have had to work from home because we had nits that morning or someone's got conjunctivitis or Whatever, name any of the 35 things that could go wrong before the 9am Zoom that disrupt the workday. So I try and keep it out of there because not only am I a parent, I'm a single parent and it's just little stories that can build up to making people in your workplace think you're not capable or to not think of you first for a project or to, you know what I mean? Like these are little things that are building blocks that could 
dismantle career progression. Do you know what's interesting is I feel like this is a universally female problem, whether you have kids or not, yeah. how we can't discuss having a tricky time with our period yeah. that week yeah. or we're having an off day for X, Y, and Z reasons and we have to conceal it. You know, some women experience miscarriages and have yes. to show up to work. Like yes. it's really full on. Yes, exactly. And I'm really lucky in my current job I have carer's leave, mm. like a significant amount of carer's leave on top of my annual leave, which is very considerate and inclusive. There's a feeding room. Sorry, pardon my ignorance, but is that exclusive to women? No, everybody has it because someone might have to care for a parent or a partner or a child, you know, who knows. But there is carer's leave in everyone's package. That's great. Um, There's a feeding room at work. There's lots of things in place. Mm. However, we're all human, right? And we all in our minds stack up biases and stories about our colleagues or everyone in our lives that we interact with. And just any reason why things might be harder or let the team down, they do get in, you Mm -hmm. know? I've been in workplaces before where I was not in the majority. Where I work now, I'm in the majority. So most- As a parent. As a parent. So most people in the team I'm in. um, But I remember in your previous job- it was split. There were other mums there, but not everyone was a mum. Mm. And yeah, you feel like you're constantly defending yourself or explaining or and you know in your head, one day they'll get it, one day they'll get it. But that's not today. No. And they don't get it today. And people are largely know they need to be accepting and make room for it, but you also just know that they in, inside their brain are like, fucking get it together. Get your shit together. I've been that person. Yes, I have too. Like I've judged people with kids and I'm like, oh, here we go. Another round of gastro. Yeah. How convenient. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And you start to think they lie and use their kids as an excuse. Because surely it's not that difficult. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, little do they know that we actually want to show up to work because that's respite for us. What we don't want is a sick child at home and having to juggle the workload while cleaning sheets covered in vomit. Like we don't want to deal with that. We would much rather be in the office five days a week with a hot coffee, not dealing with the parenting life, but it's just not realistic. Mm. And, you know, everyone was a kid once. So the kids have to be made and raised and we're just at the stage of life where we're, we're handling that, you know? So it's got to be done to Isn't be a functioning society. Funny how adults who choose to not have kids and choose to live a single lifestyle poo-poo the people with kids, not acknowledging the fact that they were once a kid and had yeah. a mother who had to make big sacrifices for them. Yes. How quickly we forget. How quickly we forget. And I get it. Like, it's the, the minority choice. Yes. To Wait, what's the minority to choice? To opt out of yes. being a parent or staying from, like, being single by choice, all those things. And I really want to be really, really clear. I think that's amazing for Mm -hmm. those people, but it's a minority, right? And I think sometimes, definitely not a blanket rule, but for some people, because some people are not single by choice or they're not a child free by choice. It's circumstances have led to that. They can't have children. They haven't found the right person. But for people who choose it, Sometimes you get the sense that they feel like they've hacked the system, yeah. that they've like like made it work for them. And there's a smugness. It's sim- it's similar to like people who are married when not everyone's married yet or people in long-term relationships when there's still a lot of single people haven't found their person yet, quote unquote. You know, like it's anyone who thinks they've kind of made it work in their favor and like, oh, everyone else is really struggling, mm. but I've really hacked it. 
there's a smugness. Yeah, but people need to park that smugness. They do. I can kind of liken this to an aeroplane flight. Okay. You know when you're on a plane without kids yeah. and then someone walks on with kids and you just go, <laughs> and then let's just do a thought experiment where that kid cries yeah. for three hours straight. I can't stand those people who sit there and complain about that child yeah. when I go, hang on, put your feet in the shoes of the parents managing that child. Yeah, so there is worse. nothing more distressing yeah. than knowing you are interrupting an entire plane full of people yeah. and that you can't quieten your child. But or again, Jam, I've been that bitch. No, so have <laughs> Before I. Before I had my own babies, I would see a baby get on the plane and be like, fuck. Yeah. Why would you bring it on a flight? Why yes. would you do it? Blah, blah, blah. You don't know why people are going or why they're traveling. And they're also just allowed to have a fucking holiday. Mm. And that baby has just as much right as you and I on anyone else to be on that flight. Yeah. But it's like those people who hate the phrase as a mother who aren't yet mothers. Okay. And are like, oh, I hate when people say as a mother and claim to be a more empathetic human, yeah. for example. And it's like, no, as a human, I can display empathy for a situation of a child, mm -hmm. for example. But the reality is, until you're a parent, yeah. and I didn't get this until yeah. I became a parent, my mother herself used to say to me, one day you'll get it. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, shut up, mum. <laughs> but she's right. Yeah. It's annoying, and yes, it's, it's exclusive, but you do join this club yeah. when you become a parent. And it's a lived experience that you cannot possibly understand until you've lived it. Yeah. So when we go back into the workplace... Do we need to be more empathetic and understanding for the fact that childless employees don't understand us? Yeah, I think... Or do we need to educate them more? Both, I reckon. Let's flip it here. Devil's advocate, reality check. It is harder on the team that people are pulled in other directions. I love this flip. It's harder. Yes. Like, okay, you've got a team. I work in a team. Yep. I have people who are parents on my team. And when they have to take a carer's day and they've got a sick kid or whatever, it slows us down. It 100% does. Now, my attitude is we're not curing cancer. The sky is not going to fall in. We're selling things. We're not like, you know, it's, it's okay if it's a little bit later and we can all pull together and hustle and it's fine. Now, yes, sometimes like winter, it's really regular and you feel really slammed because everyone's kid gets sick at a different time and everyone, someone's out all the time. It's hard. Mm. It is hard. But that's just society. Yeah. Like you just got to accept it, right? And yeah, there are policies and things in corporate workplaces that kind of mean no one can be discriminated against. But, which are important. Which are important. But also we do need to accept it is harder on everyone when you let the team down because you have parental responsibilities, okay? Yeah, we can't sit there smug going, I'm a mum. Therefore, everyone makes space for me. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. work that doesn't. way. Like You have to also be practical, yeah. right? And I get from the people who are in their season of life who are giving everything to the job because they don't have to rush home to kids and they don't have to go and do the elf on the shelf and they don't have to go to the do the groceries at 4.30 because dinner has to be 5.30 because bedtime has to be 7 or shit hits the fan. Yeah, they have a right to eye roll a little bit, I suppose. They do because they're yeah. like, they don't know what they don't know. Mm. And like, just like we said, we didn't know we were those people. So let's extend some empathy that way in that direction as well. Agree. They can't know yet. It's not their fault they don't know. And I don't mean that in a patronising way. I just mean like they don't know what they don't know if we extend empathy both, both ways, ways that's yep. the only real solution right 
But yeah, because parents are a liability. Yeah, they are. Just like someone who's caring for an elderly parent of theirs or or a partner or anyone's life circumstance that isn't just like, I'm here to work, I am a work bot. Mm. You know, we all have things outside work. Yes. I mean, my team is made up of mums all in early motherhood with young children and, and it can be disruptive. Oh, it, it definitely is. And I definitely feel almost more pressure in a way to extend even more empathy because I'm also a yes. young parent. Yeah. So I can't... You can't be hypocritical. I can't be hypocritical. That's exactly right. But you want to some days, right? Like some days you're like, oh, I fucking just need that done. And, and the wheels fall off. Yeah, but let's give a little credit where credit's due. One thing I will say about working with parents of young families, and there is a difference. Yes. Yeah big difference so I think we need to define that because early motherhood early parenthood is it's it's the trenches I know it's a cliche but it's true but one thing I will say is there is a level of efficiency Mm -hmm. that comes with a working parent Mm -hmm. because they almost have to get their shit together more in a smaller work window yes and I think there's a degree of like heightened focus yeah that comes with okay I've got to leave at three yeah so I've got to get xyz done I'm just going to power through yeah and I think there's a benefit to that. Yeah. That gets overlooked often. Yeah. You know, someone who's got nothing to go home to at the end. <laughs> sounds oh, so no. dark. Someone who's got nothing and no one to go home they've to. They've got but their I, life to but go I home mean, to. Uh, they've got their life to go home <laughs> their to. Their autonomy, their freedom. They can go do Pilates. Go all of that stuff. But they have a more flexible and open yeah. schedule. There's yeah. no serious commitments that they have to show up for, a.k.a. pick up children from yeah. school. Otherwise, you get you know, a fine. Or get kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I know if I need to leave early, I have to get X, Y, Z complete, signed off, locked away, done, because I know it's just going to be a ball ache for me at 9 p.m. if I have to look at it again. Yeah, but Rebs, you've been in that situation. Yeah, a lot. And again, for those who don't have children who are in the workforce, this is another arm of empathy that you need to extend to working parents is the fact that you have no idea, but they might be catching up on hours till 10 o'clock at night. I know, and what something I'm fighting at the moment is the instinct to – show that mm. so at the moment like yesterday I got to work at 7 30 in the morning mm. because I had to leave at 3 45 so I was like well then I have to show up at 7 45 otherwise it's not a full day yeah you know? FaceTime it's important but my bosses and people who would give a shit about that don't come till nine because that's when the workday starts right so I did turn up at 7 30 but I was like you know it's manipulative to be like sending an email that time or like set your slack to active and all, all that stuff is like who am I doing that for like I'm getting my work done here I am like I don't need to prove it but I have to tell myself that because my instinct is like if I'm working at 9 30 I'm sending an email timestamp so everybody knows that I'm getting it done because I feel the guilt no but this is workplace politics yeah but I'm trying to fight that urge because it's it's immature and I I don't think it's immature to show that you are starting your day at 745 so that you can guilt-free leave at 3 p.m yeah I don't think there's anything wrong with that it's showing your hours it's like time stamping you know but we don't have that system there is no time stamping which is good because it's respectful to employees there might not be an official time stamp but for you logging on at 745 on slack or whatever sending an email shows that you are actively working at that time I don't think there's anything wrong with that and when they do a performance review this is the thing we don't know what's happening I'm so stressed about what happened with Facebook and Twitter and all this mass layoffs that's happening and performance comes into play that's what they're reviewing so I don't think it's a game Maybe internally you're like, I, I feel like I'm being childish and mani- trying to manipulate yeah. the perspective of me. But at the end of the day, you were there at 7.45 and you were working. Yeah. Yeah, I know. 
I don't know. I think, like, I think be kind to yourself. Yeah. I don't know. It's a juggle is the point. It's a juggle. Put it this way. As someone who has their own team, I would appreciate seeing like, oh, that's good to know that you started early. Then I won't be annoyed that you're finishing early because you filled your hours. Yeah. Yeah, true. Anyway. Oh, well, um, I feel like we could go on about this for like two hours. Easily. (laughs) But yes, to our DL, completely understand. We see you, hear you. 100p. Yeah. Your frustration's clear and we get it. And likewise, on the flip side, extend empathy both ways. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks for everyone, but we are in a society and in society there are children and there are also parents. Yeah. Got to keep growing that population. And everyone's got to show up to work. So let's just be nice to each other. Agreed. Hey, happy Friday. Happy Friday. End okay. of the year wrapping up. Yeah, I guess probably right now I'm, uh, depends when you're listening to this, mm-hmm. <laughs> off to get a cocktail, pre-dinner drink, you know? Mm. Mm. Slightly jealous. I'm jealous of tomorrow me. Yeah. So excited. Well, I'm just going to continue recovering from sickness. Oh, babe. So that's my day. Can you rest this weekend? Oh, Revs. <laughs> you know this time of year. <laughs> Look, I've got an American sister-in-law and all of her family are in town, which is lovely. Oh, it's Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. Ah. So we're doing a big Thanksgiving bash, which I'm that's actually fun. looking forward to. Yeah. Okay, well, early bed for you tonight. Yes. Yeah. All right. We love you, DLs. Have a wonderful weekend. And we'll be back in your ears. On Sunday. Yes, for our dear, dear, dear listeners who are our besties who have subscribed to DNM. We're getting into an interesting topic yeah. this Sunday. We're yep. going to be deep diving into the world of social media, you know, just drawing back the curtain a little bit, sharing a bit of insights into what it's like to work in this space yeah well we get a lot of questions and a lot of dms about what it's like to have a platform i guess you call it so we thought let's get into it and we'll tell you everything you want to know have a wonderful weekend we'll speak to you we'll speak to you later (laughs) speak to you soon if only it was a two-way conversation we love you bye-bye bye